Welcome, Crypto Raider World. Good morning, Ariel. You know I have to say it at least once in the show. Welcome to the very first Council of Elders. Uh, good friend, sophisticated art speculator. What do you want to be called? Like, you've got so many names. So, like, I'm like, what do I call you? Oh, man. You can just call me Nick. I actually updated my Twitter profile. And I'm like, if you don't want to call me by an imaginary name, you can call me Nick. But I, I like sophisticated art speculator, sass, kicks, and any of it's good. I'm going to try not to change my name anymore. Other than that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like Tina. Like, I don't even know who Tina is anymore. She changes her name in a Discord. <laughs> like, like, Bob. like, yeah, like, I, I don't even know who she is anymore. <laughs> but, but no, that's awesome. Nick, uh, nice to meet you. Finally. Our first yes. time really talking to each other. Um, I know. And, and I'm so happy to be here with you for this first episode. Um, how excited are you for Crypto Raiders, man? Oh, just so excited, man. It's been such a fantastic journey. Um, such humble beginnings. You know, it, it just really started as an idea with a, with a you know, couple of friends. And, and you know, uh, it's, it's turned into something special. We got such a great community. So just loving every day. So were you one of those those guys that played with RPG Maker? Did you do that at all? Did you mess with that game? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, mean, I just feel like you, you are one of those one of those kind of guys. I tried it, but I, I gave up pretty quick. But uh, I love what you guys are doing, Mike, and that's why I'm, I'm pouring as much energy and time as I can um, into really into Crypto Raiders. Uh, I think you guys have a, a gold mine, uh, not just in terms of money and value, but just of gaming potential, right? Um, I'm and I think NFT gaming doesn't have what you guys have right now. It's not, it's not something that's out there really. Uh, and you guys have an amazing future uh, ahead of yourselves. So I hope, I hope everyone in chat gets that and they're understanding that guys, this is really the, the sky is the limit. It really is. Amen. Whoa. Um, what your voice just changed. Did you change your mic? In a good way or a bad way? Yeah. Good way. Yeah, I, I changed to this. I just realized at the last second that I was I was on this mic and switched over here. Like, I'm trying to keep the production value as high as you keep it. You know oh. what I mean? I'm trying to match your energy. It scared me. I was like, whoa, God, the voice <laughs> of God just entered my ears. What the heck? <laughs> uh, all right. We've got f uh, three special guests, guys, that are coming in. And uh, I don't want to say grill sass, but just a community discussion about the game. Uh, from community leaders, this is something we're going to try and do bi-weekly, not just with SAS, but with other uh, members of the development team, um, from the art, from the tokenomics. Um, we're going to have a chance as a community to really bring our thoughts, our ideas, and our concerns to the team. And I don't know about you out there in the, uh, in the chat, in the Crypto Raider community, but I don't know any other NFT gaming uh, you know company out there that that allows us to have this much interaction with the with the devs so truly it's a it's an honor sass what you guys are doing is amazing um and uh, i think we just uh we get right into it man you ready let's do it yeah i'm ready right. to rumble let's yeah go, uh, let's go over to the other phone call how are you guys doing let me just say hello to you guys just a, a quick introduction how's it going going pretty good hey. here <laughs> how's it going it's going pretty good here as well just Excited for this interview. See what SAS has to say about a lot of uh, questions that I've been having. Likewise, curious to see what what alpha we can get out of SAS here today. So let's do our best, guys. So and any leaks. So just to make sure, because you guys aren't uh, you don't have your face cams healthy and unsung. Let me just have you guys you know say your name so that way the people in chat and the people listening on Spotify and whatnot know who's talking. 
Uh, sure. I'm uh, Hell V. Uh, just kind of, uh, if you're on the stream, I've got the little Colossus pictures. Uh, <laughs> all you can see. Awesome. And Unsung? Yeah, I'm Unsung, and I'm addicted to uh, investing in play-to-earn NFTs, and, and I love Crypto Raiders, so here we go. Let's go. All right. It's time to get serious, boys. Music is dropping out. Let's get into the questions. Um, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm not going to really ask many questions. I'm going to leave it to you three. And then we're going to have an opportunity for those in chat to, uh, to ask their own questions. Um, that way we feel like this is really a community driven thing to, to really, you know, ask some serious questions of the dev team. So uh, I've got runner five on my right screen here. Let's go with you first, my friend. What do you got for us? What do you want to talk about? All right, so the first thing I want to ask about is the Shady Merchant, because obviously he just came out, so I just had a couple questions regarding that. Uh, kind of like that the foundation is already set for the level 12 items. Um, does the team expect the eye levels for the other ones, like 11, 10, 9, and so forth, to move a little bit quicker with being implemented, or do you think it's going to take the same amount of time to put forth the, uh, the foundation for those to put into the game? Yeah, great question. And first of all, I loved the, the the ball toss to your dog to start it off. I thought that that was awesome. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's very easy now for us to uh, implement all of the other um, eye levels. It's 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 a very quick change to do it. Um, we just have to make sure we get the math right. Well, well, well two things. Um, one is determine exactly how we want to you know curve down the rewards, and then two to make sure. Um, that we get the math right on it, um, which I don't think is very, uh, you know, hard or, or, or challenging for us to do. We were looking at like tearing it down, like each eye level by maybe like 25 and 30 or 30 percent. Um, it's just a question of how far do we want to go down? We essentially want to have like at least a five eye level range. And then that eye level range kind of shifts with the players as as the players move up in max levels. And then regarding the like rewards, I guess you kind of discussed it some as, as it moves up, you guys are looking, I guess, at a 25, 30% reduction. Like, so when it goes to 13, I level 12 is going to be worth 25 or 30% less. Is that, is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so basically we, we did like the math on, on making like the current I level, the current max I level, we did like math on making sure that that's, a, a good enough amount of you know orm rewards to sell um uh you, you know without like going you know too high with it and then yeah then we could just so if if we move up to eye level 13 eye level 13 would be at like this level and then eye level 12 would shift down eye level um 11 would would shift down so that's our current working idea for how to do it okay and then the last question about the shady merchant that i have is uh are you at liberty say what it meant about seeing him in dungeons and the weapons or I, I guess gear that he might have yeah definitely so i mean we haven't gone you know too too into the into the weeds uh on that one but we thought it'd be cool for um you know labs to have some you know different potential mechanics in it so maybe he um appears uh, randomly at the end of a dungeon um and, and when he appears randomly at the end of a dungeon, maybe he gives you uh, better rewards, you know, than you would normally get, but you only can sell, you know, one or two pieces. Um, or or maybe there's some loot that you can actually buy off of Laz. So 
Um, there, there's lots of options for for what we can do there. We're, we're definitely going to keep it open ended. I think the first step is to is to get you know more eye level options so that um, it's not exclusively weighted to people that are at max level. Um, and then after that, we can we can really explore some some cool ideas with it. Awesome. And I'll, I'll pass it on to LV and then I guess we'll circle back to my other questions. Great. All right. Perfect. Um, one of the big topics I wanted to talk about is uh, guilds and kind of what your what the team's thoughts are moving forward to that. Uh, Excalibur kind of touched on it in the Discord earlier, but for the people that aren't in Discord 16 hours a day, I figured I'd still ask about it uh, and what kind of would be coming there because right now, uh, if you want to try and like get somebody in, like if I want to go and get one of my friends in and get them to join and make an account and all of that, I'm better off just giving them my account information than I am having them join my guild because the functionality is so limited. Um, I know that's a lot to you know work through and kind of get working, but if we have any kind of like idea when or if uh, kind of updates are coming to that. Yeah, great question. So I think the first thing that we have to do is just is just finalize what we want to do with V2 in terms of features. So part of that's going to be, you know, engaging or actually most of that rather is going to be engaging with, you know, the community and people like you that really want to do it and see what level of, you know, functionality we need to bring in and, and what the real priorities are. Right. So like um, uh, is is the real priority to get allow you to give um, people in your guild more access to certain things, but like also having you have on off options, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, like a big limiting factor I know right now is like they can't equip new gear that they get. And that's a big limiting factor, mm -hmm. right? If you want someone to really manage one of your raiders, like start to finish, um, then they should be, they should be able to, you know, equip gear, swap out things, etc. Right. And then if you want them to be able to sell to Laz, right, maybe that's like an on off button that you can put on, you know, different people in your guild um, and, and give them that optionality. Another another potential feature as well is um, to allow that player with their own login for you to allow them to like automatically get some of the rewards if they like sell to Laz, right? And maybe that's like a sliding scale where you can be like, cool, you know, uh, it's 60-40. I, I keep 60% of the Aurum and the other 40% drops into the stash of, of the person in your guild. Um, so, I, you know, we've had a lot of, you know, big features that we've been trying to get out to the door, you know, get out the door and we definitely want to circle back, um, with guild. So I think the first step is just engaging with the community, figuring out what the, you know, top three priorities are, um, in terms of features and then, and then we can work on implementing those. Yeah, that's, uh, that's way more bullish than, uh, what I had, uh, heard previously. And I think that's uh, really cool. Uh, if you can kind of talk to, cause I know there's a lot more people than just me that want to make a guild like i'd love to have like the ability like the basic things like have them be able to use keys equip items put stat points in you know things like that um obviously the, it's awesome from like a perspective of getting other people and like paying them to do it type of thing it's awesome to have like that sliding scale and them automatically get paid and things like that is awesome uh, i don't know if that's where you guys want to want to go with it it sounds like it's uh, a little bit mixed on uh, where you want to go with that but that's uh, really cool and like anything that makes it so I don't have to like just send people my username and password would be really uh, ideal. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, part of, uh, you know, part of the hesitancy of, you know, maybe some people on the team is that, like they don't want to, you know, turn it into this just like full on, you know, scholar system, which I, I completely understand. But I think that there's, you know, there's 
more cool things we can do with it if if there is that level of functionality right like i I imagine like guilds where like you know maybe you have uh, uh someone on your team and like their specialty is is um you know managing all of the items in the guild right and and like sorting out all the equipment and figuring out like you know they they're, they almost manage the guild bank right and then you could have you know players in your guild that they're like the top you know pve grinders right and they they do all the pve stuff and then maybe you have some people in your guild that are the top pvp players obviously with farming with the meta mask interactions that makes it hard for a guild but like ideally you'd have a maybe a player on your team that um does all of the uh you know farming stuff um and and what we're really excited about too is like also to make it so that uh guilds can be like the the guilds that we grew up with right in like world of warcraft and um you know all of these other games that we played where they're like a collection of players trying to you know accomplish certain goals like you know my dream is that guilds are you know able to group up and and run dungeons together you know like multiplayer you know pve experiences so i i really think the sky's the limit that you know the number one goal is to is to you know prioritize um you know the next three steps and i, I do know some people don't want to have this full-blown scholar system but like i also think about the onboarding mechanic like if you're able to get people introduced to nft gaming for the first time through your guild like that's a really powerful thing like who's to say um i I, my personal opinion on on scholars and guilds and other you know play to earn games they get a lot of you know trash but i think it's more of a function of how the game tokenomics and the game mechanics are right like if if there's nothing to use your currency for then everyone's going to dump whether they're in a guild or not. Right. So I don't think that like, you know, guilds or scholars need to have these really bad raps because like who's to say that Helvi's not going to bring someone into his guild who's going to want to grind and save up all of that orum so that they can go buy a character themselves. Right. Or yeah, I, yeah. I tend to agree, too, because like I've got five people right now in my DMs that want to run characters for me. And like two of them are people that just want to earn orum so they can swap it for raider to stake to get in on air exactly. later on like that's their primary purpose for wanting to do it and i think if you shy too far away from the like if you want to go completely away from any kind of scholarship system and shy too far you're also missing out on a lot of and i'm sure we'll talk about this later um a lot of the orum spend that could be done because like if i want like i know this is you know people will say like whale problems whatever but like you've got i've got 600 characters if i want to level them up to max I've got to spend 2 million Orum on keys right now. That is what it would take for me to get caught up. And I'm perfectly willing to do that. I'm perfectly willing to sell a mob and buy 2 million Orum and spend it all on keys. But the functionality for me to be able to do that without having to send people just my personal account information has to be there in order to make it, you know, viable. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you. So I I think that the 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 next the next iteration of guilds will definitely include um, that functionality. So, I mean, there's two parts there that you really said, which is that one that you need to allow uh, players in your guild to have more control over what they can do with with the raider, um, and then also a system where you know you can split rewards with them. And as you said, like there's a lot of players out there that are going to take those rewards. They're playing crypto raiders because they enjoy it, and they're going to take their rewards and they're going to probably put it back into the economy and the ecosystem. And I think that's fantastic. That's a great story. Yeah, I'll uh, pass it on now to uh, Unsung because I think that's all on uh, on guilds we can, that we can really beat out of it. Well, I just want to interject real quick on guilds. 
Um, I, I have a scholarship team with Axie Infinity, about 20 scholars, right? And I've just started the process of onboarding them on to Crypto Raiders um, and building the guild out and setting a rules and a bylaws for the guild. And I cannot tell you how awesome it felt to create a guild like that we're about to play together. It to it's totally different than Axie Infinity, right? And, and it's because we're like, and I tell them like, so how we're doing the earning things is we're going to do a pool. So we're going to sell whatever gear we get, a pool, we divide it amongst the guild. And, and that's how we're going to start out. But that just builds a, like a like a team, like bonding, you know. And then we're going to do inner guilds and I'm going to award, you know, whoever wins in the in the guild match, uh, you know, Orem or something. Just to build yeah. this team atmosphere. I don't really have that in Axie Infinity, you know. So when you're when you when you talk about you know this scholarship idea or the devs are talking about this, you know I don't think that is something we really have to worry about if guild leaders and guild masters run a guild the way you did in WoW, you know exactly like and and that 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 to me is like the bullish part for me is that you know this is not going to just be a, a scholarship you know extraction type thing. You know. Yeah, and uh, uh, Mac Arthur on our team, he he really wants to explore possibilities of of doing uh, like integrating guilds on on chain, where like guilds could have governance systems, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and voting mechanisms for their guild, right? Where you have like a collection of players and they they can vote on what they want to do with the guild treasury and like what the objectives are. Um, so, I mean, really, the sky's the limit. Um, it, you know, uh, with where we can take it, I mm -hmm. think the next step is okay. What d clearly defining what V two is going to be, yeah. and 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 scoping out like the two three key features that most people want, and then we implement mm -hmm. that, and then collect feedback, and then do V three V four V five, and um, I'd I like to think like a year from now it's going to be just a a lot of features, a lot of functions, and mm -hmm. a lot of excitement around it. Sounds like a good opportunity for some uh, some DAO voting in there. Right. Um, at least more than 10 members, please. Yes. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> that, that is limiting. <laughs> uh, so I just had, I guess, a little bit more questions about the alchemy tables that should be coming out here pretty soon. Like what kind of benefits are the crafting tables going to have, like which will which will make people want to have one? Yeah. Great question. So, uh, like one of one of the primary features out of the gate is that um, a level one alchemy table will reduce the cost to craft potions by uh, a, a percentage, and I, it should be strong out of the gate. It should be something like you know in, in the range of maybe like fifty percent, uh, maybe forty percent, but like you know definitely more than like a ten percent improvement. It's going to be chunky. Um, and and then eventually down the road we we're we're programming the the smart contract so that uh it's possible that maybe certain potions can only be crafted with with an alchemy table um and then the goal is that um uh by making it like level one we're, we're kind of signaling that you'll have the ability to you know upgrade alchemy tables and maybe that increases the um the you know reduction in cost of potion crafting and maybe you know unlocks additional potions that 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 you could use okay and, and then um like is, would there be any benefits to having both we'll say a, a level five alchemy table and a level 50 like alchemists like will those kind of like uh kind of play off each other to make, give you more benefits great question so i mean like yeah like the the natural you know, you know, benefits will stack. Um, it likely, in order to use like higher level crafting tables, 
um, you may need like a certain level of alchemy. You know what I mean? So like, uh, you know, maybe if there's a, a level five crafting table, maybe you have to be at, you know, 50 or more, um, you know, alchemy level in order to, to use it. Okay. And then the, the other, I guess, question I have when it comes to alchemy is right now, there's no real incentive for you, especially for, we'll say, uh, Helvi who has 600 uh, raiders. There's no real incentive for him to level level up each one, even if he had the people to play him. Because if you have one guy that's, we'll say, level 50 or 60, he can create all your potions for you. Are you guys looking to implement maybe a system where uh, you'll need herbalism, like a certain level of herbalism or a certain level of alchemy to be able to use the potions that are being created? Yeah, great question. I mean, I... I, I kind of like the idea that that like you know certain raiders in a guild or in a group or with an individual player can have different specialties. You know, it it, it reminds me of like my, my experiences playing RuneScape. You know, where you know some people you know really wanted to level up the the PvP side of it, and I was all about uh, you know crafting armor. You know, so I was mining, I was smelting, um, and I was crafting. So um, I, I really do like the the ability for for people to you know you know specialize in different areas you know maybe a player has five characters and in one is their you know you know pvp player and one is their pve dungeon grinder and maybe the other two or three are are supporting roles you know one's uh herbalism specialist one's an alchemy specialist one's a uh a mining specialist um but like we i think we will have caps on the alchemy table so like you're not going to be able to take an alchemy table and like run you know ten thousand potions through it like every week you know maybe level one you can make you know 10 or 25 potions at that at that cost reduction and then level two you can make more potions and level three you can make more potions per week um but we will have you know some sort of capping on it because if you don't if you don't put any cap on the alchemy table then it then it sort of inherently reduces the value of the alchemy table because then uh, you know people really only need you know theoretically one person in the community could have a level five alchemy table and just run the whole uh, uh economy through it so there will be some sort of uh you know capping on it it's really great to hear that you guys have thought that through um because i know that's not even a consideration that i brought up even after you started mm. speaking about it um uh, I, I i lost what my next question was regarding alchemy but since you talked about like specializing in certain things like me myself i like playing final fantasy 11 and then final fantasy 14 someone that came out and in those games they obviously had crafting and stuff and uh, they had fishing. I love fishing. So my next question is when fishing. fishing. Definitely. <laughs> fishing has been when for, for way too long. I think earlier on in, in, in the uh, development, um, uh, not, not saying I'm anywhere in the ballpark of who Elon Musk is, but I think that especially me on the team, I kind of Elon Musked a lot of uh, timelines and, 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 and uh, you know, speed to implement things. And then we got to a, you know, a, a part in, in kind of the internal roadmapping process where it's like, okay, like we want to do all of these things, but like, what are the key components that we like need to get into the game first? Mm. Um, and then also we looked at the, you know, how we could scale the economy with the um, on-chain farming side of the business, but, but, uh, fishing is something that we think is so fun to play that we're like, now fishing has to be in the game. Mm -hmm. um, the great thing is, is that we've been working with a uh, an awesome studio uh, to to uh, take the you know the lead on the the Unity side and importing the Unity thing in, and we're actually in talks with them 
um, now that we have more capital to work with to, uh, you know, like double the size of their team so that we can get a lot more um, bandwidth out of them. And so I think that kind of like a fishing minigame in game that would be handled by um, the Unity Studio. So we're in like the final uh, sprints of porting to Unity. So they finally got hooked into server side. Um, which is another thing that took way longer than expected, but the whole server side infrastructure is super important because it allows like actual PVP to be possible. Uh, it, it, it opens so many doors. And so they have finally hooked into that. Um, and they're playing a little catch up right now on getting abilities in. Um, and then hopefully we get uh, unity into the hands of some internal testers in the community very soon and then get that out to everybody. Once we hit parity with Unity, then the exciting thing is we can have our core dev team work on certain features like maybe crafting or PvP, and then we can send the Unity team and have them take the lead on things like fishing or building the overworld or building multiplayer PvE experiences, things like that. So um, I we don't have it on the hard roadmap, but actually one of the discussions we had with the Unity Studio uh, when we're talking about scaling up their team is like, they're like, okay, great. We need like a very clear six month roadmap. And so that's something I'm working on right now. Then I'll present it to our team, then then hand it over to the to the Unity squad. But it, uh, fishing will definitely be on, on the six month roadmap because that's something that I think everyone really wants to get into the game. And um, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And that's part of the goal is to... Um, have raiders be able to do more every week right you know right now you can run five uh story mode dungeons you can do one endless dungeon per day and then other than duels that's about it right but like if there's fishing in the game if there's the overworld of the game there's just so much more to do every week with a raider and we think that's important well that's great to hear like it's going to be within the next couple months or six months or what have you have you guys discussed or thought of like how the mechanics will work for fishing. So like, we'll say someone, cause like in final fantasy 11, there was a lot of people that use bots to fish. And, you know, obviously if someone does that, that's going to pretty much ruin that like aspect of the play to earn for crypto raiders. Exactly. That's, that's such a tough challenge right now, you know, is that, you know, since our economy has a lot of real value in it, that's why we have to do all of these, you know, different types of gating, you know, in order, cause literally, as you said, like if you just leave something ungated, it's just going to get botted uh, to kingdom come. Um, so like fishing would eat, you know, we, we'd either, um, you know, gate it in, in, in the amount of, you know, fishing that you can do every day or gate it with like the amount of total fish you can collect. Right. So maybe you can like dump like, you know, bad fish and just keep farming until you can get some better fish. Um, we got to figure out like the exact mechanics there. And then, what is fishing in terms of value in our economy right so is it is it a consumable um maybe like fish scales is integrated into crafting right there's like all sorts of different things to do there so like there's there's three components one is deciding like you know how fishing will work mechanically um you know i personally love like stardew valley style fishing that's really fun uh, for me i know a lot of people love final fantasy style fishing so figuring out like how fishing feels and looks and is played that's one part two like what is fishing you know produce and what is its value in the economy and then the third part is like how do we gate it so that you know it, it, it doesn't get you know botted <laughs> and, and then my my last question before i pass it on to hope is uh 
has there been, I guess, a decision on what professions that you guys are going to have? I imagine, I imagine there's going to be woodworking for like maybe building fishing rods, cooking for cooking the fish. And I'm sure there's other ones that, that, uh, the team has discussed. Yeah. So on the, on the short-term roadmap, you know, we got herbalism, we got alchemy. The, the next two will, uh, very likely be mining and smelting, um, because that's going to be a core component in crafting. So we really want to get that in next. Um, and then I think, you know, the, the other ones like, you know, cooking and, and fishing and stuff like that, that'll be in game. Um, and, and those are definitely on the short list for for the next level of professions. But like, you know, looking on a longer term horizon, I would love to have the amount of, you know, profession uh, diversity that, you know, World of Warcraft or RuneScape has. Great. Help me. Uh, I'll pass it to you. All right. Well, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to, but... Uh... <laughs> I feel like I have to uh, kind of represent everybody that's doing PvP now and uh, everything like that and kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, where do you see, like, the competitive scene uh, kind of going and evolving to? Because right now, um, it kind of feels like... And, I mean, you guys have done a good job just in the last, like, few days of trying to bring that cost down. But the cost to get into PvP, and that's, like, the main incentive right now for spending keys and doing that is to be able to compete in tournaments the cost is so high that unless you're able to consistently win tournaments first place and win the month end tournament, you cannot break even or even come close doing it. My character can make 0.25 ETH per week, every week, pretty consistently. And I will lose six, $7,000 a month if I compete in tournaments. Yeah. And then there's also like a, um, like a, like a, uh, an acceleration of like the winners get most of the money. So then they have the money to make sure that they are always at the top tier of gear. And it's kind of this like, you know, endless, um, <laughs> endless loop of um, uh, unfairness, maybe for the lack of a better word. So there's a couple of different approaches that we're looking at take, uh, taking. So uh, one is, you know, we did that, we did that, um, that, uh, ter that permadeath tournament, right? Where like everyone's on a level playing field, there's a set amount of keys. Um, and that was a great experiment, but that doesn't like integrate super cleanly into our game. Um, I, I, another thing that we really want to bring in is a, you know, uh, a, a matchmaking style system where there's, you know, rewards that happen on uh, on matchmaking and not just tournaments. So, uh, you know, the the PVP rewards aren't weighted, you know, exclusively to the point zero one percent right like if you're if you're pvping if you're in matchmaking and even if you get into the top 100 or top 250 or top 500 you know you're still getting a good amount of um rewards um uh and, and then even people that aren't top 500 maybe they're you know getting something as well um i also think that there's things that we have to do on the economy to the economy side to to make it so that people can't just get you know insanely far ahead um, of everyone else. I also think that like part of the problem too is um, like the, the, the lack of uh, item slots. And I think uh, if, if we get more item slots in and we structure the item slots so that it's hard to get such an advantage on them, then it can kind of smooth out the curve. Cause like right now it's really, you know, weapons and, and chess pieces that are giving you most of the um, uh, value. But then there's, uh, we're working on the, the Raider International and um how we're we're and i hit you up about this healthy to get your your thoughts but you know we're looking at a couple of different models but but one model is that all 2500 players would get like the same 250 pieces of gear in their inventory 
Um, and so there's no inherent advantage on the gear, but there's a lot of gear diversity where people can still find, you know, different builds. So it's not hundred percent mirror matches. Um, an alternative that I talked to you about is that maybe those 250 pieces of gear are all like random rolled. The downside to that is that someone just gets an RNG advantage. That's a little bit of the challenge, right? Is cause you can make it so everybody's literally equal, um, and eventually our game with abilities and class abilities and consumables, like we can get it to a state where that even if everyone has access to the same gear, there's still a lot of uh, build diversity that would make it fun. And then, you know, the other side of, of the scale is complete RNG or complete uh, pay to win. I think that the answer, you know, that is definitely somewhere in the middle. Um, but I think we're going to keep, you know, experimenting. Um, you know, the big, the big short-term priority for me with PVP is, you know, watching the awesome tournaments, um, and, you know, Langley hosted an awesome one. I literally put it on my, my, uh, TV and I watched the whole thing and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, people are literally spamming attack and, and then they're ruined <laughs> and that's it. I'm like, we have to get abilities in next. There has to be something more for Langley to talk about. Like, like, Oh, you know, the, was, you got countered with a brace or. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm watching Langley and he's like, oh, and it looks like he got a crit. Oh, and he that guy hit and that guy hit and that guy. There's not much to talk about. So really, like it's it's uh, and it's that's great feedback, uh, Helvi. Like, you know, we have to make PVP more fun and more dis decision making because that allows players to beat other players, not just on gear, but decision making. But then you're also right. We have to um, make it where, you know, there is gear diversity, but there's not just three people winning all the time. And since they're winning all the time, they have so much money that they can ensure that they always win until the end of time. That's not fun. No one wants that, especially not me. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good summary. I think uh, we'll see if uh, unsung has his uh, working or if he's got any yeah. uh, questions that he can I, I can down. hear you guys. Well, so hopefully you guys, oh, you sound me buttery well good point. now. Oh, good stuff. I was actually going to ask regarding that. When or would he ever consider doing like 3v3, you know, PvP duels where, you know, we set up little teams of three raiders that that are uh, classed and skilled differently and do, you know, 3v3 uh, tournaments? Yeah, I, I absolutely love that idea. And I mean, when I played RPGs, you know, growing up, like I, I was the PvPer. Like I was in World of mm. Warcraft, like my eyes yeah. are bleeding uh, like it, I was with a top guild, but my like, eyes are bleeding in like PVE. Like, oh, okay, we all died. Reset. Okay, buff everybody. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, uh, it, my my name was was Sack at the time, and they're like Sack. Like, you know, you need to be top of the leaderboard. You're a rogue or whatever. But I did PVE to then go into battlegrounds and to mm -hmm. go into uh, you know, three v three or five v five arena. Like, that's I had so much fun with that. Mm -hmm. So that's a hundred percent um coming into the game and if you noticed with the abilities and the tooltips like uh combat is already constructed with server side uh to allow that so like uh already some of the abilities are cast self or cast friendly or cast enemy or all of them um and so we we built the server side combat infrastructure and the abilities um to facilitate this and that's and that's a really big priority for me i mean the first step is to get pvp to be actual pvp right um and then i would love um uh like 3v3 battles um i i think what i have to figure out with the unity team and our dev team is is like like do we need to create just the multiplayer like a generic multiplayer mechanic first right that can then work for pvp and pvp 
um, and then like pick which one we want to prioritize. Me as a PvPer, I'm like I want three v three PvP, um, and and me as a PvPer, I'm like when when battlegrounds, you know, when when can we have you know uh, th that style play? So it's definitely coming, and uh, I think like where you're kind of leading is that just naturally makes <laughs> PvP much more interesting because now it's not just uh ability min maxing and gear min maxing now it's now it's your, your team min maxing mm -hmm. um and, and then another question too is like how do we uh, it's easier to make it one player like axie infinity that is playing three characters right mm -hmm. but ideally we want to get a place where it could mm -hmm. be three separate players on the same team playing in an arena together uh but as you can imagine the the programming for that is a little bit more complex because you're you're having to have like you know six concurrent connections in and they're all doing all of that stuff but i mean that is a hundred and ten percent on on the the roadmap um and i, I want it sooner than later agreed you know i was going to say earlier when, when i was cutting out i think that's exciting with community and like guilds too because that really preludes well to like guild versus guild you know pvp yep. of some form and i think that's you know, when I look at this space, the way to be sustainable long term is people have to be willing to spend inefficiently sometimes, right? At negative EV and not be all about they're having fun. My, they're having fun and community. Like the truth of it is, we all live in this space now, and we have fun with the people we know on Discord and online. And if you can do things that you can win together, like I always love playing craps when I go to the casino because you win together or you lose together, right? Same like this way, you either win together or you lose together as a guild. And so, I think that would be massive for for the the growth of crypto raiders yeah um, i, I, I love that wanna... i'm a big uh, craps yeah. guy too myself uh actually funny oh, story yeah. um uh last time i played craps i uh uh i bet on uh double sixes you know yet you, you can bet like the exact dice roll <laughs> yeah. it's like 31 odds and i hit yeah, it one, and i one didn't dice oh yeah and <laughs> I, I double sixes i hit it and i didn't know that casinos they leave your initial bet on because it's like an edge for them and the guy rolls double sixes again and i hit again and so I told what? Core, yeah, I, I, I told Core on our dev team to bet double sixes because uh, he was going to Vegas and he hit it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like the double six is, is becoming a meme. But uh, what was your next question? Oh, uh, so that's a sucker's bet. Be careful. But it's, it's I know beginners look, I look. <laughs> it is. Um, I, I was going to kind of talk about mobs a little bit because I, I, we love mobs. Yep. We're excited. And, and, and you leaked a couple or announced a couple things that you were thinking about with mobs. But uh, first, I was wondering, I don't know if it was released. Uh, how was that initial airdrop for mobs, if you can talk about it a bit? Uh, how was that calculated? What was kind of the way that uh, we came up with those numbers out of curiosity? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I handled that whole thing and I and I did it, you know, like like fairly simply. I just said that, OK, like, you know, people have been patiently holding on to mobs for um, a very long time and I want to, you know, reward them. Uh, you know, until we can get like more mechanics into place. So I really just worked with the numbers until it got to, you know, amount that, uh, that I thought was, was good for um, initial airdrop. So it wasn't, it wasn't based on any internal, you know, game mechanics or, or, or numbers or anything like that. Um, and, and likely the second airdrop will, will, you know, and we haven't decided exactly what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be Orm again. Maybe it'll be Dungeon Keys. Maybe it'll be something else cool. Um, but it will likely just be like, a, okay, like this is what we want to give out. Um, and then, you know, we want to we want to get the, you know, mechanics. Uh, we want to get it au like automated where it's actually based on player activity. And then, mm -hmm. of course, we want to explore like other things that we can do with mobs to make them more excited, make them 
uh, a bigger part of the game. I actually had a call today with one of our um, investors about how mobs are like a, a, a huge IP piece of crypto raiders, right? Mm. Um, uh -huh, and, uh -huh. and, and looking far down the road, um, you know, if, if crypto raiders had a, a, a MOBA or a card game, right? Like uh, it makes a lot of sense that mobs are the IP of that um, of those, you know, games in the crypto raiders ecosystem. And like, how do we, how do we use that to deliver value to mobs and also excitement? I'm going to interject, a question. I'm gonna interject yeah, a question real quick from chat about mobs, just because it adds, you guys thought about summoning mobs into battles? Like, so like, if you're like, yeah, you're a if you're a raider, yeah. like, yeah, like if you're like a, like a raider, you could like summon a mob to help like fight with you. Um, we, we've, we've like sort of considered that like one thing in the realm of that would be like allowing, uh, mob holders to, um, mint companions or also like, like, you know, set their mobs so that other people can like breed companions off of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think like a, like a companion would probably maybe fit a little better into like the combat than mm. um, than mobs because you also don't want to make it uh, exclusionary where like only people that own mobs can summon mobs and therefore like people that have mobs have like a huge um, advantage. So I think like something like a oh. companion play would like that allows like any raider to you know get a companion but they get it through the mobs. I think that's you know a cool potential mechanic. Another option would be like a summoning stone that lets you summon a random mob and whatever mob you summon, the holder of that mob gets a portion of the cost of the summoning stone. Great idea. See, and that's why I love our community so much because there down. are so many ideas that we don't have to come up with. You know what I mean? <laughs> like literally, I don't think any, everyone knows this, but like unsung is the reason why Endless Dungeon is in the game because uh, just one day he dropped this like, you know, five paragraph idea of of like this you know uh in or originally his idea was like a permadeath uh thing and and maybe that does come in in one shape or form with like endless dungeons but it's just so cool to be building alongside with the community and i just want to let you all know like we read everything in chat and like we we pick out like all the criticism we uh are discuss internally and see how we can fix things and also all of the good ideas were like okay this is fantastic like, like let's get this on you know the roadmap let's figure out how we can you know implement this stuff and that's exciting for me because it just shows how a lot of people like see the potential for where we can take crypto raiders mm -hmm. um hell hell v had an awesome idea where he was like what if laz um can offer you dungeon keys but can offer you dungeon keys at a premium to what the orm would be because you know the dungeon key has to be used to run more dungeons and that, that's just a fascinating idea um there's a little bit of legwork to figure that out especially you know if like someone's selling a common and it doesn't round up to one dungeon key like laz has to be able to like accept multiple items you know for like one transaction sort of thing to make it work but i mean it's a phenomenal idea and we'll definitely be getting that in the game too unsung you got anything else yeah, I was, I was going to say, so it was exciting when I saw your announcements with mobs, right? Because, you know, it's very clear we're not thinking of a passive mobs, just a passive earnings, having mobs, but really an active component. I was hoping you can kind of expand, like, what were your thoughts when you were, you said that mobs, mobs training? Because I'm thinking, here's a way we can differentiate, you know, certain mobs that are identical, but, you know, maybe level them up or they become stronger if you invest your time in Orm or Raiders and tokens or whatever into them to, to level them up. What were you thinking about when you said mob training, Sass? 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're like spot on with with, with like what you were thinking. So, I mean, uh, with everything that we want to do, we have this like you know, we either have a grand vision or like a direction we want to go in, and then it's like okay, we have to like start with like step one, right? So like you know, step one will probably be you know a, a little bit more simple. the The idea is is like maybe you have to. Uh, you know, train your mobs, but when you train your mobs, maybe they're out of the endless dungeon pool. So, you know, there's a risk reward, but like if you never train their, your mobs, they fall behind in levels. And maybe like if, if like, let's say you're looking at the mythic uh, sub pool, right. And like, you're mm -hmm. a level one mythic, but like everyone else is level five, maybe that reduces mm -hmm. your chance of appearing in endless dungeon. Right. And so like you need to level to uh, like improve your chances to get, you know, into um a dungeon but then like there's so much more you know so many more interesting things that we can do with it like what if mobs had their own like uh you know niche of uh like pvp where they have to battle against each other uh in order to level up or stay relevant or they have to you know battle against actively against raiders um or uh or like for example like maybe there's a way to um level up uh, like fodders so that they can become a pack of fodders right and then like mm -hmm. when someone's in endless dungeon they're fighting like three fodders or four fodders instead of just one and so they become like powerful like really there's so many different like directions that we can take it i think like the first short-term direction is just to remove the like a hundred percent passive component to them and make there mm -hmm. be like some work and effort for like mobs to like you know stay relevant in the ecosystem and then from there i think we can build on some like really exciting things absolutely i, I don't know if you're familiar with the ether orcs like project that's yes. also on polygon now and that that reminds me just of that you have to make that risk reward should i level up or should i just farm for you know currency to, to play the little game that they have and so very cool components they're awesome i love to hear that sass thank you yeah and they're doing some cool things over there i think they're like uh, I, I read their latest like post they're like improving like the the dungeon crawling experience and and doing all sorts of cool stuff on 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 crafting i've always been such a huge fan of that project because primarily because of just how hard they're working and how hard they're like updating things um and and i think that they're often you know slept on uh but i i think they're a, a really strong team i think they'll be a great competitor to us so i look forward to stealing some of their ideas <laughs> steal it i love it <laughs> hey the flattery there right there that's right. it for me right now yeah. i'll pass it on to the next we're person about, we're about six minutes to uh an hour for the show Probably and i can run a little over if we need to okay I, yeah. i'm having fun yeah awesome. so up to you all uh runner five what you got anything else bro uh well before i ask my my next question i, I do want to say that sass was offered the opportunity to get the questions ahead mm -hmm. and he chose not to because he felt he i, I guess it'd be a little bit more organic to provide the responses that he was going to pr provide today and thus far, like he's done phenomenal. Like he's obviously a great speaker and he's thought things through in regards to the game and obviously the information that's being discussed within the Crypto Raider team. So like you're you're a very, very good speaker and a very good uh face for Crypto Raiders in the sense Thank you. of like the presentation of your speech. Appreciate you. Um so my next question has to do with stat rebalance or like the stat rebalancing. I don't yeah. know, I guess when the next one will come up in regards to, I guess I, I know we're getting abilities out here pretty soon, but mm -hmm. um, has the team looked at uh, when like stats will be rebalanced, especially like for, I, I know a lot of people in the community when it comes to strength, like 
I have a ton of great strength gear, but I can't like all my strength uh, raiders struggle in PVE and in PVP they just do not do well at all. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely a problem. So it, what's interesting is is one of the key problems with it is the how our stats work in the combat system. So I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but basically right now, like melee resist, um, it, it doesn't scale well going up. So like one of the primary things of like a strength hero is that like you're supposed to be like resisting damage and reducing damage, right? But like it, the way that it is in the system is like super inefficient. And basically it's just like losing its effectiveness over time. So we're working on changing melee resist to a defense mechanic and the defense mechanic will scale up um, much better. Um, and I think that will help that. But on top of that, we may have to do, um, we definitely have to do some just rebalancing to just like stats in general. We've been progressing and trying to improve them. It's a little bit of a tough thing. You know, you pull one lever, it messes everything else up. So we're, we're trying to get uh, uh, better at that. And then also um, once classes and class abilities and the class talents come out, that's a way for us to also, uh, you know, fix, you know, like, like uh, balancing issues. But the short-term thing first is to get the de uh, melee resist replaced by defense. That's going to greatly help strength. Um, second is we probably need to look at just stats in general and how they're influencing combat um, and improve that. Um, and then, um, and then thirdly, we need to get classes and uh in in the talent tree in place as well because you know uh you know for example if if strength is just inherently from a stat perspective a little weak right with like a class ability if we can address some of that weakness with a class ability or with the talent tree that's going to give us like more things that we can do to uh balance it out and then also inherently classes will give a lot more diversity to like what a strength hero is are you a warrior right are you a paladin um, are you a barbarian? Um, so there'll be more optionality there, but I, I 100% know strength is not in a good spot right now. So we we have like a, a three pronged approach to to improving that. The first one being uh, the defense mechanic. Okay, and then uh, my other question before I pass it on to LV is, when it comes to the stat reset scroll, like it, yeah. it's like especially for a new player, like if they want to reset or, or respect a raider that they have. Right now, really you, expensive. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not concerned so much about the cost because the cost is what it is, and you don't want to make it too available for everyone because everyone just yeah. constantly be resetting. Totally. But it, it is has the team considered possibly putting like a 15 minute window or a 30 minute window? So, like when you do a stat reset, you can play around with the gear that you have, and then also with the stats that you're trying to create uh, or that you're trying to like finalize. Because once you create something if it turns out to not work and i'm sure hell v and uh, maybe unsung have been in this position where i've i thought oh these stats will work significantly better when i have and then i can't even be we'll say dan k or Kenna when before i was winning at least some of the time and then Tot i have to spend another reset scroll <laughs> totally and then god forbid you like fat finger you know yeah. like the, the stat thing and then like you're just you know you're just locked in and screwed so i think that there's multiple um uh ways that we need to improve that i love that idea of of basically maybe you can like pop a scroll and you have like 30 minutes or an hour uh before you have to like lock it in and then you can like test and you can find you know what you like and then and then implement it 
or if we have some sort of like simulator that allows you to simulate it and then you can go and um, adjust your stats. I think that, that that's a fantastic idea um, and something we'll have to look into. And then I also think like something like, you know, maybe it's, you know, free stat resets like up until level five so that like new players do have that ability to like play around and learn and understand without it being so punishing. And then maybe it's um, cheaper than the current price from like five to 10. And then from like 10 up, it's like at the current price that way, like at, and it, that makes sense. Like as you're going deeper into your character progression, you should sort of be kind of like honing in on the build you want to run. And there probably should be like more friction for you to just change it around. Um, uh, and then, you know, by making it free for level one to five, like it makes it for newbies, it gives them a lot more, you know, uh, ability to, to learn. So I, I think that's definitely something that, um, you know, w w we need to address and, and, uh, and, and make it a, a little bit easier. Cause yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like if you're a lot of people don't even know when they go in and they're playing a level one character that like, it's, you know, 60 bucks USD or whatever to like reset stats. And if you don't know enough about the game, you're just leveling up. You're like, oh, cool. I'm going to throw some in. I'm going to throw it all into luck, you know, and then you get to level <laughs> five and you're like, I can't kill anything. And you go to discord and you're like, what's wrong with my character? And people are like, well, you're, you know, hundred percent luck. You're not going to make it. Um, so, you know, we, we need to improve that whole system. Um, but I, I, I like the, you know, a lot of people in the community, they, they don't want to make it like too easy for everyone to uh reset because then you can just you know any gear you get you can just quickly reset and and do that <clears throat> i also think part of the problem as well is the lack of ability to trade gear uh amongst characters right mm. um you know it's kind of a bummer to you know be an agi build and you get like the best strength weapon known to man um at least right now you have an option to sell it to labs but that's not great like you know ideally you'd be able to like fence that on the auction house like for a premium um and then you know take that take that money and go buy yourself a, a great, you know, strength replacement, um, you know, for whatever you sold. So, you know, there's multiple things that we need to fix, but we definitely need to improve stat resets. How close are we to trading? You think just off the top of your head? I, yeah. So, um, uh, it depends if you mean like, you know, in game or like out of game. So, uh, um, actually I have a meeting on Friday for, uh, to take a look at, um, in, in auction house build that, that we can potentially use. Um, and that would be huge just to get more of our, you know, economy on the auction house where that 2.5% going to OpenSea can flow through our economy. I think that's mm -hmm. like way more healthy. Uh, but then we need to create the gear NFT bridge out. Um, the gear NFT bridge itself is a little bit more, a lot more complex than Aurum, right? Because there's multiple mechanics to it. Essentially, like um, someone wants to bridge an item out. So then you need to create an NFT. You need to send them the NFT. Um, and then they can, you know, trade it on the auction house or they can swap it to a different character um, and then bridge it back in. And then when you bridge it back in, you have to like burn that NFT off, um, you know, instead of having it just like, you know, sit in the treasury. So there's a little bit of legwork there. And then also from a security perspective, like, you know, it's very easy for us to look at Orem withdrawals, right? And see anomalies. It's a little <laughs> bit harder because that's, that's, it's just Orem, right? And it's the quantity of Orem. It's a little bit harder to see anomalies, um, on the on the gear side um but we recently brought peter the rock i don't know you, you know you all seen him doing some great dashboards so we brought him on on the team and he's able to um pull data out of our database and so he's going to be able to get us like really interesting graphs and dashboards that are allow that will allow us to see 
um, like what gear is being produced in the economy. So then like if, you know, 30 Lightbringers get created like all at once, you know, because there's some bug or whatever, we'd be able to like very quickly like identify that and then, you know, shut down the gear NFT bridge until we can uh, roll it back or whatever. Um, but then there's also like, you know, can you just do trading in game? And, and trading in game is is a little bit of a a, a simpler thing to do. But um, uh, there's also this kind of tug and pull between like, if the only thing in that comes in and out of the game is Aurum, then like really aren't you just like a game that's like sort of attached to the blockchain, right? Like there's a lot of cool things that are possible with like gear being able to be NFT. So um, yeah, I think uh, I, I got that meeting on Friday to look over the auction house. And like, if that's looking like strong, then I definitely want to uh, finalize how to do the gear NFT bridge and then and then start work on that. That's exciting. That, so I don't know. Did anyone know that Peter the Rock is is he on staff or is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Congrats. No, to I didn't him. know that at all. Yeah, that's really yeah, awesome. I like I like his work. I always yeah, check on there for the holders and everything else. And that's that's one yeah, of the I... best parts of Crypto Raiders is you guys are taking people from the community to build this game, like literally hiring them. Like that is so awesome to see. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll show you like this. Uh, I'll I'll drop it in our our um, chat. But like this is a dashboard that he just like created today um, that shows like dungeon runs per day um, and also like raider counts by level. Um, uh, yeah, so like the sky's the limit on on like the things that he can that he can like build for us. And we want to share a lot of this data like with with the uh, community as well. You know, because it's like exciting stuff for like everyone to see um so uh yeah expect a lot more like on the analytics you know uh data side from us great that is awesome uh helby anything else sure uh, yeah well my next question was uh, literally going to be about stat reset scrolls as well uh, so that kind of got covered though i will admit i'm kind of in the minority on uh stat reset scrolls and that i don't particularly care for them at all I'd rather, you know, if I was building a game, it would just literally be click and you reset your stats. I know most of the community is against that, so that's not something that's going to happen here. Um, because people like uh, making it a decision-based thing. I like experimenting more. For sure. Um, but yeah, they're definitely, my opinion on them has always been, you know, I've been, you, you've read my chat messages and in, uh, in Discord. I've, I've always been a huge detractor of their price. Uh, yeah, and I and I don't think you're really like in like a super minority on that opinion either. Um, and that's one of the toughest things is it's easy when everyone in the community agrees on a decision. That's the easiest type of you know decisions for us to make. Um, you know, the more challenging ones are when there's very polarized opinions in the community, mm -hmm. and you're you're going to piss off one group of people or the other no matter what you do. And so then like we have to figure out the decision that we think is best but that's only half of it we then have to convey to everybody like why we think that is the best and try to get buy-in from everybody on that decision so like scroll resets is like a perfect one there's people in the camp of like this should just be like free resets there's people in the camp of you should have to pay for it but it should be cheap then there's people in the camp of like it should be expensive and punishing and then there's people in the camp of like you can like tear up it over time and so those are the more challenging uh, problems for us to solve because like it you know we we want everybody to enjoy our game and be happy and um you know on some of them it's hard we have to make a tough decision that we think is the best for the game and know that you know some people may not uh like it and you know th that's definitely one but like regardless we do need to make um some improvements to that system it's it's too expensive and it's too punishing to newbies is there going to be a the last free thing one I, uh... with abilities 
real quick? Um, great question. I mean, I, I think we should probably get like, you know, some sort of, you know, free stat reset out. I can't make any promises, but, um, it's not hard for us to do. It's a click of a button. So, oh, uh, let me go back to the team on that one. <laughs> I know chat, chat is, uh... chat is drumming up for it. So they want it real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are for sure. When reset, free yeah, reset, free, free reset. All right, go ahead. Hill. Sorry. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to talk about maybe can uh, probably get some people hyped up about a little bit. Uh, when you posted your kind of like uh, roadmap update, uh, one of the airdrops on there was uh, like the farming scythe uh, type of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of going to be an airdrop that's going to be way more like vast to a lot more people yeah. and a lot more of them drop? Because it's kind of basically the same idea as mounts, except they have even less utility. It's just for farming. So you can kind of give them to a lot more people and have a lot more of them and they're kind of it's one of those things where every character is going to want them eventually uh so it's kind of one you can afford to go a little bit crazier with and give it to people who are staking less you know exactly versus like an alchemy table that like you know functionally is is more valuable in the ecosystem and therefore like you can't just you know give it away to everyone but you're spot on that that's going to be an airdrop that we can be um, you know, much more liberal with. Um, and then the thought process is, is like, as we expand like tools and buildings and stuff like that, like doing initial airdrops for them and then make them, and we still have to figure out the mechanics, but then make them actually like viable with Orum after the fact, potentially. Um, Cause that could be like a really exciting um, Orum sync where like people are like, cool, like, you know, I got five Raiders, I'm grinding. I really want an alchemy table. I didn't get airdrop, so I need to, you know, save up my rewards for a couple of weeks to be able to afford one. Um, also, we're really excited about making these things like droppable in dungeons too, right? Where like, you know, maybe the maybe the farming scythe is, you know, a one percent chance to drop in a certain dungeon, and and people can uh, do that. But we need the gear NFT bridge to make that functional. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, right? I've got I've got six hundred uh, six hundred herbalists right now that uh, all want it. So I'll be I'll be farming whatever dungeon. Yeah, Helvy's like there better be a lot of size because I need a lot of size. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to farm. <laughs> I'm sure like everybody who has like less raider staked, but it's still like for some of them as a lot will love to get in on an airdrop. That's totally uh, it feels good, right? More, a little bit more wide like that. It's like a Christmas present. Yeah. Before we go to Unsung for his last question, how are you thinking about doing an airdrops? Is it going to be Raider Staked? Is it going to be whoever has a certain level of herbalism? Like, how, how are you thinking? Or have you thought about that? Yeah, gr yeah great question. Um, I mean, it's definitely going to be Staked Raiders. Um, okay. need, to, need to take care of the people doing that for sure. Um, but, like, with the mob airdrop, uh, we also airdropped it to, like, you know, players that had multiple characters. Um, I, I love the idea of um of the uh of like tying it to like herbalism levels and that's one thing that we definitely want to explore more is like you know how to reward the like most active like participants so, like mm -hmm. for example when we do the raider international um we got to figure out like the the prioritization of the whitelist of like who can you know buy these access passes first and like one way to do it is literally who's playing the game the most you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they should probably get a priority uh, to get into the like massive tournament we want to run. So yeah, I'm all about that is like, you know, definitely has to go to Raider stakers, but then, you know, after that, like, you know, can we drop a couple to the, you know, top 25 
uh, herbalism levels, you know, can we, um, make it available in game? Can we, can we, you know, drop it? So we're, we're looking at all that stuff and, uh, and I'm excited to explore that. Awesome. That's great. Unsung, what you got? Last question. All right. This is my last question. This is a hype topic here. I saw on your announcement with Mob Sass, you, you mentioned integration with Crypto Raider Land. Mm. What do you mean by that? What, what does that mean? Yeah, definitely. So um, <clears throat> we we are looking at our our eventual land play, not to be like this, you know, oh, it's going to be a metaverse and you'll be able to use your land sometime in this decade. Um <laughs> We, we, we see like a really cool integration where like land can almost be like a real time, not a real time strategy, but like have real time strategy mechanics into the land, um, you know, similar to like Starcraft or Age of Empires and stuff like that, um, right? Where in that's that's kind of where the buildings can potentially go, right? So like imagine that like you have land and you have slots for different buildings, right? And like you need an alchemy table that's like at least level three on your land and you need a smelting furnace that's like at least level two on your land. And if you have both of those, then you can craft an advanced building. But like the advanced building is only craftable like if you have these other things on your land, right? And then if you take it farther to like a Clash of Clans model, right? Like maybe you need, uh, maybe people have the potential to like raid your land and kind of poach some of your resources. So you need to have mobs that like actually defend your land against attackers or or raiders or stuff like that. Um, uh, mob training facilities could be on land, right? But uh, maybe you need like an advanced mob training facility. And the only way to get that is to have a basic mob training facility and you need two other buildings on it to build that. Um, so that's the, the, the sort of like direction that we're looking at. And um, I'm sure a bunch of competitors listening will um, uh, steal that idea. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten too much uh, into depth on it, but we we said it first. Um, <laughs> but that's that's like the the long term play for land, and then eventually getting into a spot where like you actually are going around with your raider on the land, and maybe you can build like a a guild hall or you know mm -hmm. something where people can come hang out, or maybe there's special land for guilds where they can just build it out as like an awesome uh, you know overworld experience, but um that's where we're looking at like with the with the uh with like the land thing is like i just think it'd be so cool if like land is a game itself you know yeah. what i mean like where land is kind of like a you know an rts kind of model there's decision making that you have to make to your land there's there's min maxing there i only i only have one slot to build an expert building like what do i need to build it for or like um, yeah, my, my land keeps getting raided. So I need, I need to go buy a mob cause I need to have a mob like defend this cause I'm just getting hosed. You know, there's so much we can do with it, but like, that's the general direction we're going. I love it. You know, I, I think especially for guilds, you can see that, like how exciting would it be to be the first one to build a one of one, right? Guild yes. building that has something yes. special, right? That that's, that's those that's going to be the history of crypto raider so so i love it awesome yeah stuff. and and maybe maybe it's like a, a a building in honor of a god and other players have to come and and you know pay some tribute to get like an aura buff right i mean like there's literally so many things that we could do i wish you could just trade money for things to be instantly done that would be like the you know ideal world but there's just crazy thing of time and resources and all of that but like that that's like the direction that 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 we're heading in and so you can kind of see like why we're 
doing these building plays, right? Because it's like a part of like this overarching plan that they can like tie into lands. And then you can like literally as Unsung said, like you could have it. So like there's, you know, these uh, limited one out of ones that come out every season. And like you have guilds just like fight, like battling against each other to like get enough resources to build one of those. Um, so, so yeah, really like the sky's the limit, but I, I, I liked it. I like gamifying land and I like gamifying the economy and like making that all tie and flow together. I love it. This will be my last question if I could. So, so Sass, if you could like in one to three years or something like that, and you have all the money in the world to get things done, what do you hope Crypto Raiders, the world looks like? What does the game look like at, at that point in time for you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so one to three years, um, like. Crypto Raiders is a RuneScape, is a World of Warcraft in terms of like a complex economy, exciting PVE, exciting PVP, and most, not most importantly, but a, a component that's almost forget, social experiences, social areas for people to hang out. Like I didn't just PVP and PVB 100% of the time. Sometime I just hung out outside of Orgrimmar and, and chilled with people and chatted with people. And there was friendships made there and there is, you know, lots of cool stuff that happens there. So like, like really one to three years where Crypto Reader's core game is, is, is like a RuneScape, is like a World of Warcraft, like like just a true rpg with so much optionality so much diversity to it um and then on on like the three-year horizon uh like crypto raiders is a studio and it's not just the core game but we're building other games in the ecosystem um mobas um uh card games things we can't even think of right now i literally actually spent one weekend i i created a turn-based moba system with mobs that was pretty fucking cool. Um, but then I looked at it and I'm like, uh, the stupidest thing you could do right now is focus on that when Crypto Raiders core game is not where it needs to be. So <laughs> that that is that is tabled away in my office. Um, and in, in one day it'll be created. But really the one year focus is like all in Crypto Raiders core game, making it the best RPG on the blockchain. The three year vision is like Crypto Raiders is a studio in the Crypto Raiders ecosystem. Uh, has so many different things that you can do in it, uh, not just the core RPG game. So, are you considering? I love like, it. I love are, you consider, are you considering like a side chain, kind of like Axie Infinity has? Oh, after that about? hack, it sure makes you like think, you know, twice. Um, <laughs> uh, we're we're uh, you know talking with the uh, Avax team. They have the whole subnet stuff going on there, which is like really exciting because you can get like an Axie level experience with uh, you know a lot of the security um of like a parent chain like avax so i think that um is is super interesting like the other exciting thing about that is like then you can make orum like the gas fee right and then like you have this just like permanent like sync um into the game so we're, we're like definitely exploring that like what i can say like for sure is that like i believe that like we should be you know like eventually be like multi-chain and like you know some sort of capacity um just because like from a liquidity standpoint like a player access standpoint like it, it makes sense it's kind of like do you want to sell your game just in the united states or do you want to sell your game in the united states and europe and southeast asia um uh but also there's a ton of work that goes into that you know what i mean it's not like just copy paste so we have to be very strategic with it we've talked to imx they're a great team um immutable x uh we've we've talked to avax like i said we love polygon um, they've been fantastic and helped us out, um, a lot, but like, you know, we're definitely exploring that we haven't made any decisions, but, um, definitely don't think we'll build our own chain ourselves, at least not for years. Um, 
because you can literally just see what happened with Axie Infinity. Like there's just so many attack vectors that can go wrong. So I think that like it makes like that's why the like, subnets like logically, you know, make a lot of sense to me. But once again, not saying like we're 110 percent going to uh, a subnet and we're going to be on there in like two weeks. Like these are things that take time, mm -hmm. take a lot of strategic decision making, because if you make the wrong decision and you build on a chain that like dies out, then you did all this work and there's you know no real upside. And there's a ton of complexity with like bridging things and security with that. So, um, yeah, long winded answer to say no, probably not an Axie uh, sidechain in and of itself, at least not for years, but you know, maybe some other stuff on the horizon. Unsung, I interrupted you there. You have one more, one more thought there? Oh, no, that was it. I'm just, I love how grand you guys are looking at and it gets me excited. So that's mm -hmm. it. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank awesome. you. That's great. Well, we are at an hour and 20 minutes, so I think we will go ahead and call it. Unless anyone else has any pressing, like a big question they want to ask right now, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Sass, do you have any I, I just, Yeah, I, I just want to say like thank you so much to all of you for hopping on this. Thank you, Langley, for putting this together. This is actually inspired uh, from uh, Path of Exile. Um, their team... Uh, does these things very regularly and i think it's so important um to create a feedback loop with the computer uh, community and, uh, other than just discord like to hear from respected people in the community and what they care about um and i just really appreciate uh you know runner five uh Hel -V and unsung for like coming on like your questions excite me you know what i mean like i'm coming out of this with like so much adrenaline and so many things that i want us to do and i really appreciate all three of you and like uh in, in langley included with just like all of your contributions to the community uh like it, every piece of feedback that you give the good bad the ugly um like it's so valued to like us as a team and like we appreciate your like support every day and i i just want to like you know like closing thought like just let you know like uh if i was here to you know make money quickly i would not be doing crypto raiders because i i made a lot more money trading nfts which i don't really have much time to do anymore and uh it, we look at this thing like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to like do something us as a team truly loves for years if not like decades and like our real goal is to be like the blizzard of the blockchain um and uh and it's not just important for us but it's it's important that we do it for you all um, because like we, we, I think we have an obligation that you all believed in us and we need to deliver on that. Um, so I just really appreciate all of, all of you and just everything you do for the community. That is great. It's awesome to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to say thanks for coming on and doing it. And, uh, yeah, I've got plenty of, uh, I've got I've got plenty of the uh, the ugly side of that to uh, I know <laughs> to put in, but uh, healthy you know, needs me, his I'm, own I'm show. Passionate about it, I'm passionate about it. So <laughs> exactly, you know? that's that's the thing, healthy. Trust me, I I read okay. every post you make in Discord. I do. I I guarantee it. And and uh, even the stuff that's like negative, I still there's a lot of good feedback in that. Like uh, the negativity it, that I don't like in Discord is like when people just like don't have a suggestion or. Uh, like anything they're just like this sucks and i hate this game and i'm just like well then why, why are you here i don't know but like when when helvey's angry what i know is i can make helvey happy that's what i know because he <laughs> cares he's in the community he loves it and uh guess what we need negative feedback if you guys are lying to us about problems it's not helping anyone so i appreciate you helvey man uh it, we uh, crypto raiders wouldn't be the same without you 
very nice to say. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, Sass. Unsung Runner 5, Helvy. Absolutely a pleasure having you guys on the show, the first Elders of Council. Again, this will be, will be turned into a podcast for those who want to listen, you know, off Twitch or Spotify, SoundCloud, what have you. Um, if you are someone in the chat in the community who would love to be on the show, please you know, reach out to me. Um, again, we are looking for community members who have the real questions. Uh, and we want to rotate community members in through this. So uh, the participation from you guys is extremely important. It really is, as Sass has said. Um, and looking so forward to the future of Crypto Raiders and what this game has to offer. All right. It's been awesome. A pleasure, Thanks again, everyone. Hey, you guys have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you guys. Bye. See you later, Arium. Peace out.